You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. All right. Welcome to Jacob's UP in the mornings, 9.05 here on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. The Dick and Skippy morning show has started. We're going to be here all the way till around 10 and then start taking phone calls of whatever topic we've been discussing for the hour prior. So stay tuned for that. And then uh, we'll go all the way till we feel like getting off the air by 11. So there's there's that, guys. It's 9.05. You're listening to Dick and Skippy in the morning. Just want to remind folks... That we are broadcasting live on Facebook Live, so facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. And then we are also on Condors FM 104.5, 106.1, and of course, worldwide at IRLoneStar.com and Lone Star Internet Radio app. Sean, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. We made it to another Friday. That's true. That's true. Huzzah. Yeah, not a lot of, uh, going on downtown. Uh, trash man came by. That was that. That was that. And then uh, some, <laughs> I always feel like a lot of people who are walking the, the sidewalks of downtown Condor are kind of like, where's, where are things? They're kind of just wandering, not really paying attention. There are busy days, and there are not busy days. And I always try to figure out which one of those people are, like, sweating, going, I'm going to jail today. Oh, that's right, because we are right across the street from the courthouse. Yeah, but I don't think the courthouse is open today, is it? Well, there's a They need to have a giant light. They need to have a light on top of the building that lets you know when court's in session. Like a bat signal? Yeah. I don't know why people need to know that. There's a massive absence of cars in in the parking lot. Yes, yeah, so I'm saying. Like so I would feel that maybe it's a light court day because we are in, of course, Labor Day well, weekend. I do know that the city of Conroe, not Montgomery County, their courts are closed on the last week of the month. Probably to take care of administrative work. So that combined so, with the fact like, that it's a three-day weekend. If you have to weekend. pay a fine or something, go today because the, the front desk clerks are still there. They'll process whatever they can process, but... That's what I've learned when I got my ticket. The best time to go is in the last week of the month because you're on the wait in line. Speaking of paying fines, I've got to I've got to tell a go. tale out of school here. What do you mean out of school? What does that mean? Um, meaning c- c- tell you a secret, but it's not. All right. A well, secret, you gotta say it, you have to say it in your secret voice. Okay, here's my secret voice. All right, secret voice. So, my wife, my lovely Mrs. Skippy, has a couple of quirks and foibles. Driving is one of them. <laughs> She can, like where this is going. she can get lost in a driveway, uh, even with a GPS. <clears throat> Another one of her foils is I started getting letters from the Easy Tag people, which were spanking me, saying, you know, we caught you going through this. And I finally opened it up to, enough to, to realize it wasn't my driver's license, uh, my, my license plate. It was hers because both cars are in my name. Okay. I, I bought the... Uh, the car, the Prius that she drives, and I was seeing that there was a, a goodly number of uh, uh, toll. Yes, yeah, like honey, you need to refill your your Easy Tag because this is going down on me. And then I got uh, from our friend Matt Beasley, Justice of the Peace. I got a nasty gram from him, you know, form letter that she had apparently gotten busted. I love you, honey, if you're listening, but I got to tell the story. Uh, She got busted for, she was 
in a line of cars on Pruitt Road in the Woodlands, okay. trying to get on the, the 45 feet of road. And she got impatient, so she whipped into a gas station parking lot oh. and then went around. And, well, there's a cop there and busted her for that because that's actually against the law to do it. And it was, you got to take defensive driving, and it goes, oh, well, you have three months to take yeah. defensive driving. Now, the first time hearing about any of this is this letter saying, you didn't take defensive driving. You know, you got, uh, there's a hearing slated for September to address this. I'm like, honey. <laughs> oh, so, that old thing? She's like, oh, I forgot to do that. So I thought that was the end of this particular sequence. But no, a day or two later in the mail, I get a, a red notice from the Easy Tag people that $1,500 is owed in violation fee. And yeah, of course, this Holly's been there. <clears throat> so, but this is on my license yeah. plate. So I asked my wife, hello, what, what's this? I said, there's no way. How many times have you gone through? Without refilling the, you know, your credit card, because all that that takes is like your credit card gets changed or expired, and you just got to update it. So I'm thinking, okay, this is a, this is a scare tactic, so it's easy to fix this. Well, so we call them to find out what's going on, and apparently there were only about ten violations that had never been fixed, but so like a, a buck fifty each. But after a while, well, the, the, if you don't take care of it almost immediately, then it goes up uh, basically 1,000% to ten fifty ten dollars $10.50 or whatever. And it keeps going until... Well, until it goes into collections when you have a certain amount of time, and then they add a, it goes to $150 per, one. per each yeah. one. So my wife's on the phone with this lady who's very nice and I'm sure gets yelled at a lot by people. And uh, she's like, oh, okay, I'll try and fix it. Well, I grab the phone and I say, hi, I'm the husband. The car's in my name. How, you know, how can we ease this pain a little bit? Because $1,500, ser seriously, when we're both in good standing, I try to say, look up my easy tag and you'll see I pay. We're, we're not recidivists. So they very sweetly... You do not use big words on the phone with people. I'm telling you. Well, Don't I think she knew what words. recidivist meant. But uh, long story I would story immediately short, go, and what did you call me? I got it cut down to $1,000, so... <laughs> you, could, you could probably do better. I tried. It was... It had gone... I, unfortunately, Mrs. Skippy is really bad at checking her emails and checking letters. And so it was there. I, I'm going to... Well, I have, a, I have a couple of friends in the legal community. I'm going to try to see if we can get this done because my wife, unfortunately, agreed to on the phone, okay, well, I'll start paying well, this off. Paying, I'll only tell you what off. Holly did. So Holly, same boat. Mm -hmm. She got, I think it was like 2500 or something like that. And like a couple of, a couple of them were from Austin where she used to right. live. And this I'm talking, this is like five years ago, six years ago. So it was pretty phenomenal that they're still tracking her and still asking for money. Mm -hmm. And so what she did was she went to uh, the DPS office or something like that. She did something for them. And then she just goes, I'll give you $300 right now. And they go, okay. And so she paid $300. And I, hopefully it's not too late for that. For that. Unfortunately, Mrs. Skippy said, okay, I'll pay the, the 1000 but I got to pay it off over but time. But she did it at, at the, the place. Yeah, like well, went I just want to make sure tag. that. There's an easy tag place right there off one of. Uh, I just want to make sure they weren't um, recording her to say, well, you, you, it's like the. No, uh, you go in there, they, this lady has no idea about the phone call. And she'll be like, oh, yeah, you owe thousand dollars and she's like well all i have right now on me is 400 like i'll give this to you right here and this yeah. if that works i think it'll work 
I mean, they just want money. So that's the long story short of people check your. I mean, they're gonna be happy with whatever they get. If you're an easy tag person, know that they're gonna get you. Uh, One thing easy tag doesn't make it easy is your login. It's like Fort Knox trying to. I, I, I agree. Trying to get into your account, and, and I'm like, Lord help you if you're just trying to call them over something in particular. They're like, like every time VIN, I've called, do you have your VIN number? Hold. Do you have your? <laughs> yeah, I've been on hold for about an hour each time I've, I've called. That's a long way of Dick and Skippy in the morning saying we are in. Labor Day weekend. Now, according to AAA Texas statistics, an average of 40 people die on Texas roads this weekend every year. 400 nationwide. What, according what, to what makes Labor Day weekend? What is it? Is it's it just another hol- yeah, holiday? Yeah, it's a three-day holiday. Oh. And it's, uh, Labor Day and Memorial Day are big on barbecues and cookouts. Oh, I didn't know that. Beers and stuff like that. that. So people, give your first responders a break. This weekend, let them have a really boring weekend. Don't drink and drive. Drive Uber. safe. Uber. You know. I mean, I want to have my helicopter waiting for me, but you guys can Uber. Are you going to fly a helicopter on Mars? Did you hear about that? What do you mean? NASA has a team constructing a special kind of helicopter, and they actually set up a live feed where you can watch 24-7 the work being done on this that is going to be sent to Mars and be the first aircraft on Mars, it's going to actually fly around. It's, it's more than a drone, less than a, you know, Bell Huey. You know, I was thinking about this the other day about, you know, I was reading more about Mars and what Elon Musk and all those weirdos are doing. <laughs> Why haven't we gone back to the moon with the current technology we have now? We should have. Now, a good friend of mine. Because I could understand, like, you know, 70 years ago or whatever it was. There, like there all- was an issue after Apollo when it started fading out. The space program was being threatened with just total closure. Is it all because those people burned up? And so they came up. Well, no, that was Apollo One. I know, but like, is that just bad press? Or like, oh, there's t- no, no, no. There, there were sixteen after that one. Are they tired? of Yeah, lying? we made all the way to Apollo seventeen. But are remember, they t- are they tired of lying, Sean? They don't want to be liars anymore. <laughs> Capricorn One. But by the time Apollo seventeen happened, people were calling in complaining that the the moon landings were being were preempting uh, reruns of I Love Lucy. You know, it was became very blasé. Well, that's what I'm saying. They got into bad, the the press. They didn't want that bad press. Well, it wasn't bad. It was just indifferent from the American people. You know, uh, so, well, uh, you, you asked why why we haven't gone back to Mars. So people, so NASA came up with, well, let's have an orbiter system to help us put something in orbit, and we can also use the build a space station to be a staging area for us to go back to the moon. And that's what the orbiter, aka the shuttle program, was supposed to be. And now I have a very good friend who actually worked on the shuttle program. Uh, he's an actual rocket scientist working for NASA. And so I can't bad talk it too much because the shuttle fleet did what partially what it's supposed to do, but it, they never took it to the next level, which is we're supposed to go back to the moon, establish a base, and that way to get to Mars, you kind of hitchhike to, to the moon, refuel, get everything set, and then you go off from there. With Orion, which is the current Martian uh program it's replacing apollo and the shuttle fleet okay uh we're finally going to get there but we're about 30 years late we there's no reason why we should have stopped just period we, we should be on they just Mars couldn't right come now. out with the good lines right well then yeah. you had bad movies good bad movies like capricorn one well i know there was a there's a new movie coming out called lucy in the sky with okay. Natalie Portman. I saw the trailer for it this morning, but I, I have no idea what it's about. So I didn't know what it was about. I watched it. And it's a typical trailer where it's like, oh, space, I, I space be a woman female. being challenged. I want to go back but into space. it's based off of Lisa Nowak. 
and I don't know if you know who Lisa Noah is. Yeah, she was, the, she was the astronaut that uh, strapped on the adult diapers and went driving to uh, confront the wife of her lover. lover. Yeah, and she was she was actually a space person. She's an astronaut. And, but apparently this movie's loosely based off that. And I go, well, that's kind of a twist because the trailer didn't show the, any yeah, of that. Yeah, the trailer did not. I thought that the trailer kind of looked like Interstellar where it's like she's an astronaut in space. She sees something and she wants to go back and mystical forces are at work. I got it was she just fell alone because she's no longer part of this Earth. She's now an, a space person. There you go. Well, I do remember that uh, Buzz Aldrin, who piloted when... Uh, Neil Armstrong and um, ah, no, it was Collins. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, I'm trying to remember which one orbited. This is a great conversation. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm really... I, I totally lost the names. In the original moon landing, when the two guys, uh, I mean, the guy who was orbiting the moon, who was left behind, was There's it Collins? I have no idea. I'm not a space person. Whoever the or Bean, 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 Alan Bean. Thank you. I, I think You're welcome. A, uh. He wrote a poem when he was circumnavigating the moon while they were down below saying he was truly the loneliest slash most alone. He just aged himself. What do you do? Man. What do you do for your free time? Oh, I write poems. Well, think about it. His poem was pretty much about that he was in every sense of the word, the loneliest, meaning the most alone man ever. Yeah. In the history of the universe. No, to to just think that you're literally... By yourself. I don't know. A couple of those solo dudes in Chernobyl explosion seem kind of lonely to me. You know, like they're stuck there. They're like, what do I do? I can't get out. No, have you been watching that and show? they fried. Have you been watching they Chernobyl? melted, dude. That was all, uh, not awesome, but I was like, man, I can't believe that actually like really Raiders happens. of the Lost Ark. I haven't seen it, but I hear a lot of people talking about the TV show. Yeah, you should see it. It's really, it's, uh, the thing, I, I, you know, we have this continuing conversation on the ticket stub about the new way to make movies is to airbrush history. And yes. it's it's getting to that point where now it's like a reoccurring segment on the show where we talk about these movies, how they completely did away because of a like, well, for example, Chernobyl, what made me mad about it, because I thought it was so interesting, so well written. But then I realized the lady scientist who is the one who's the one pushing to find the truth. Mm-hmm. Well, she's not a real person. She, so the director and the writer were like, we wanted to encompass all the scientists. Well, it's an amalgam. That's where you have different people. Yeah, you but like they wrote her to be a strong, you know, all this kind of like what you would say PC stuff. And like, oh, this is wonderful character. Like, you know, she's fighting. I want to meet her. Yeah, yeah. She's fighting against, you know, this, the, the patriarch, whatever the word is, you know. And I'm like, oh, she's not even real. It's like, oh, we wanted to encompass all the scientists that were supporting Boris or whatever his name was, like, to do all this research. And I'm like, well... I mean, you did that, but I had no idea you did that. There are good ways to do it. Like, people watch Tombstone, and they think that that's what Wyatt Earp was, and very romanticized and very sweet, you know, the, the romance between... He's the best that we could get back then. Dana Delaney, and and uh, that's why people prefer Tombstone over the Kevin Costner Wyatt Earp, because Costner's was more realistic, and people wanted the, you know, Kurt Russell, and yeah. Carol's coming with me, and all that well, stuff. Well, that's what, you know, we were talking about that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We talked about that, it's like, mm-hmm. several weeks ago, where they showed Jackie Chan being uh, a pompous punk, and people were kind of like, that's not how he was. Why are you showing him? But it's like, oh, Quentin Tarantino, like, literally fought back going, I can kind of do what I want. <laughs> and I'm like, well, people are seeing these new movies, especially based off of a true story, and you're like, okay, so this must have what happened. I think it's also part of a greener thing, because I uh, one movie that I'm guaranteed not going to watch, like, ever, is going to be the new Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, 
especially after the second trailer came out because I'm tired and I had a friend on Twitter start to say the same thing and I responded going and I kind of coined a word prehabilitating a character. Uh, Rob Zombie did it with Michael Myers. Uh, Tom Thomas Harris did it with Hannibal Lecter where you have an adult who's irredeemable. He's a monster. So someone somewhere, whether it's the original author or someone adapting it, decides to do a prequel to show, well, they were bullied, they were beaten, they saw something terrible in their lives. And that's so that makes it okay, makes it more sympathetic. Well, I don't think it's unfair to judge something until you see it, man. Well, no, I saw Rob I mean, Zombie's I felt, Halloween. I felt, I felt I saw the Hannibal. same way about Fast and the Furious. And then when you see it, you really you see the light. You see the light, why people go see these movies? Well, also DC, the last thing DC needed was yet another soft reboot outside of the universe. That's what made Avengers work is that it was all part of the universe. Even Ant-Man, the first one, which was kind of tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. We were talking about uh, DC has its own website, and they have their own streaming service. And <laughs> I, I think that they aren't – their agenda does not include the major motion pictures. I think right, they are separate entities completely. The, I think what they're doing is DC the TV rather shows do comics, they rather do cartoons. Like that's what they know how to do. But well. the Marvel universe, even their you know Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, Power Man, well, they canceled those. I know, but what I'm saying is that they were still part of that larger universe. Mm. Agents of Shield, mm. you have the same characters. I don't think Jessica Jones and Punisher and stuff are all in the same world outside of the Netflix world. No, they're in the same universe. Meaning, you can take that Jessica Jones and put her in, in Iron a, Man Five. In Iron Man Five, and it would be realistic. Or Luke Cage uh, mix them up with Spider Man. I don't uh, think they want to pay those people that money. No, I, what I'm saying is not that they want to put them together, but that they're all part of the same universe. DC, which DC universe are we talking about here? Joaquin Phoenix Joker, Jack Nicholson Joker, I, I think that, Jared Leto I think Joker. Doing great. I think uh, they're doing great. Because they're doing standalone movies. They can do whatever they want. They can make five Joker movies a year. But they keep on doing it again and again and again and again. People read comics that way. There's like ten versions of the Joker in comic version. But over over 80 years, 100 years, not... I don't know about 100, but... No, well, you know, that came out in the 30s, so we're talking 90 years almost. 85, 90 years. I think the Joker was a little... Type up first appearance of the Joker. Probably be Batman number three. 1940. Detective Comics. Batman number one. Batman number one. Okay, there you go. 1940. He looks good, too. Looking good, Joker. <laughs> but no, I don't see a problem with that. I think they do whatever they want. They make money. There you go. Who cares? Why Why do you get so upset with something that you have no control over? I can. I have a voice. I guess. It's boring. I, I have a voice and I have a microphone. It's boring. It's... <laughs> well, let's talk about something else kidding. here. Well, we'll do uh, another movie I wanted to bring up was I uh, watched this new trailer about uh, aeronautics. I think it's called the Aeronautics. Oh, Aeronauts, and it's about the uh, the balloon. Yeah, so apparently uh, it stars these two uh, famous British actors, the Eddie Redmayne character, you know, who played, like, in Theory of Everything, mm-hmm. won an Oscar, and then uh, Felicity Jones. Well, f- apparently F- Felicity Jones' character is completely made up, and they replaced the actual guy who did the feat. So they're not. They, oh, so so there was a guy, and they said, "You know what? You need to be a woman." Well, yeah, exactly. Like uh, <laughs> apparently, Henry Coxwell is the original uh, aeronautic guy. Aeronautic, I can't pronounce it. Whatever it is, aeronaut, aeronaut. And it seems that the Royal Academy over in England is very upset with him just getting replaced. They're like, "How can you make a movie about what like the event that happened, and then have the?" It's one thing to have an amalgam character, like we were saying earlier, where. If 500 people were involved with this, we can't show 500, so we're going to get them down to one. And I, I get that. 
uh, you know, that's a that's a device for cinema and storytelling the world yeah. over. Well, I mean, like, I see that's what but they- not to replace someone because we need a woman. And we got kind of got close with that with um, Lord of the Rings when they cast Liv Tyler. Yeah. To to say okay now here now our one was an actual character so it's not like they they created one all together unlike but, the Hobbit and I was leading into that so with Liv Tyler we kind of got used to it it's like okay because in the, you know the other version the film version of Lord of the Rings it was a different elf who who saves Frodo you know in Bakshi's version it was Legolas but then they flat out created one they manufactured a love story for the Hobbit and it I just part of me died on the inside it's to recreate a character or a situation to appease you want to you you want to please your audiences i don't think you want to appease them or placate them or or give in and this goes back to my whole i'm all against a black james bond but i'm all for a black felix lighter because bond was never meant to be black he was meant to be a racist felix lighter yeah, but what do you think about wide open? What do you think about it's like for hundreds of years we're doing James Bond, right? And I I will definitely tell you that the new James Bond, I did not see any of those character traits that you claim that are in the book because I never read the book the originals. Re, do me so, a favor. What I'm asking, like, do you see that in the newer ones? Oh with yeah, the Daniel Craig? especially Daniel Daniel Craig is the closest to the written really? James Bond. Ian Fleming, remember Ian Fleming was writing the books as the movies came out. Oh, I know. Yeah. When they first cast Sean Connery, uh, he he was six books in. Doctor No was the actual sixth novel, and they decide and he wrote that, and that's when they he sold the movie rights. Now, bear in mind that Barry Nelson originally played James Bond as an American CIA agent, Jimmy Bond, in a live uh, t- American ver- TV version. He sold the TV rights to Casino Royale, but when Sean Connery was cast, Ian Fleming was first opposed to it, going, "Well, he's just a stuntman," which Connery was. But after the first movie, he's like. I really appreciate what he did, and, and he had future novels actually worked in Sean That's Connery. Interesting. interesting. Uh, Timothy Dalton, who was reviled in his two movies as James Bond, but he, I enjoyed him. I enjoyed them very much because that was how he was written. He was written as angry and flawed and quitting on a, on a dime. He wasn't the suave quipper like Roger Moore and Pierce Brosnan, and sort of kind of Sean Connery. Uh, I liked Lazenby. For his single movie, for what it was worth. That Bond doesn't work well in the real world. He walks among them, but he's not one of them kind of thing. But I think Daniel Craig is by far the best Bond because he's uh, very flawed. He's not suave. He looks good in a tux, but he's not, you know, tweaking his bow tie and winking in the mirror and sleeping with girls half his age, like Roger Moore ended up doing. Actually, Roger Moore, I think there was like a 40-year difference um, between him and one of his Bond girls at one point. There's nothing wrong with that. As I get older and as my daughter grows up and my granddaughter gets older, I my <laughs> my philosophy has changed on that. And in the old days, I'd be right there with you when I was younger. But as I'm older, it's like, put some clothes on, young lady. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> well, no, that no, actually, it reminds me of uh, yesterday's show. I was, we were talking about raunchy comedies. And in Holly and I watched this movie from 2005 with Kevin Costner and uh, man, I just went blank. Who's the famous actress? Uh, Shirley MacLaine. Is that it from The Apartment? Yeah. Yeah. She. Uh, it's called Rumor Has It. Okay. And it's based off of the the real family from The Graduate. 
Okay. So Kevin Costner plays Dustin Hoffman's character, and the original actress in this movie is uh, Jennifer Aniston. She's getting married to Mark Ruffalo, and then she finds out her mom had a little fling before she came back and got married. Well, it turns out, and this is how creepy this movie was. I, I, after I watched it with Holly, I go, think about this. So you have the grandma played by Shirley MacLaine who slept with Kevin Costner, right? Mm-hmm. Her daughter slept with Kevin Costner. The daughter's dead. Like, she dies, mm-hmm. like, nine years after Jennifer Aniston's born. So Jennifer Aniston's trying to find her dad, think it's her dad, you know? Like, I don't belong to this family. I need to find out if this guy really is my dad. So he tracks down Kevin Costner. And sees him speak. He's some whatever. Well, guess what happens? And then the first twenty four hours they meet. They sleep with each they other. They sleep with each other. Yeah. And I was like, I was, I was, I was like, are they really? Are they gonna kiss? Like, didn't she think that was her dad? Like, that's kind of a weird. Like, how do you convince yourself? Like, for a whole train ride, like I'm gonna meet my dad, and then you uh, that. that and and so basically, Kevin Costner's character slept with the grandmother, the daughter, and the granddaughter. And I asked Holly, I go, Score. I go, realistically, how often do you think that's happened in our in the, in the human race? Because uh, I could, it could three ha- generations, not too often. I don't two. think. I mean, I'm like, I, I bet like ten people out of all existence have done that. It's probably all uh, royalty people. Yeah, I was about to say it's probably kings. Breeding's but, then, but then again, they they don't live that long back then, so I don't know. I mean, it's one of those really important scientific questions we need answered. <laughs> But no, that's I, second only to the movie My Chauffeur with Deborah Foreman and Sam Jones, where at the it's a comedy, but at the end they're under they they something's revealed to them where that for a few moments they think that they're brother and sister and they've been sleeping with each other. Oh. And all they do is they look at each other and she goes, he goes, uh oh, and she says, We've been bad. And I thought you just now they're look, not brother and that's sister. That's what I'm saying. Like, but for five seconds you think you are, and all you can say is, Ooh, we've been bad. It's like <laughs> No, it's so bizarre. And this movie, it's on I think we streamed it on Netflix. What's or it called? Again? Rumor has it. Rumor and has it. I was like because I, I when Holly and I are watching <laughs> movies together, we will put on something that I go, well, at least we can make fun of it or you know, watch it together where it's not a heavy plot. Like for example, we try to watch Mission Impossible three. We can't do that together because she has a lot of questions. And I'm like, I'm just going to let this movie happen. Like, I'm not worried about it because clearly. Oh, like, why is this happening? Yeah, and why so didn't I'm they like, I'm not worried about it. And then, uh, but then I was like, all right, we watch this rumor has it because you don't worry about it. And as it's happening, I start worrying about it, of course. I'm like, oh, my, this is like, I can't believe someone wrote this as a script and they presented it to Kevin Costner. And Kevin Costner's like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I get to make I mean, it out with Aniston. So, rumor has it, it's available to stream. Now, meanwhile, it's Shay Skippy. Like Casa del Skippy. Uh, oh, great. Here we go. You're going to tell nights. me now I'm one of those 10 people. Uh, not for three generations, but oh, I'll stop man. it too. But uh, meanwhile, uh, over I at... Can't uh, believe that's the, I can't believe that's a major movie. Like, Well, over at my house great. last couple of nights, last few nights, Mrs. Skippy and I have been watching a Hulu... I guess it's a Hulu original, but it was an uh, eight-part miniseries based on the Stephen King novel 112263. Uh, it's a time travel thing about a guy who can go back in time and tries to stop the Kennedy assassination. And it's got James Franco in it. In fact, James Franco, oh, he, acts in it, he produces it, and he's directed a few episodes. And we made it through the penultimate episode last night. There's only the final episode, which we'll be watching over the weekend. That's exciting. It's interesting. It's an interesting plot. Again, it's playing with history. Did you, uh, by any chance, watch uh, Afternoons of Lone Star like two weeks ago? They had Jim Walker in. Did you hear about the story with Jim Walker? You know Jim Walker, the actor? local actor who's been in yeah uh-huh. i know of him apparently but... he was there and he took pictures oh dealey plaza yeah wow so from when they were telling me was 
he was there. He basically had to go pick up his wife, so he took pictures of the of the parade, and literally he got in his car, followed the parade to the, like the the end of the parade to the exit he needed, and drove home and didn't know Kennedy was shot. Like he literally left right after the gunshot, and then he's like, "What's even scarier?" He, uh, they were saying that he was at the movie theater, like right okay. before and. Now, one is coincidence. Two no, is... And then he had pictures. He showed pictures, and he said uh, when he uh, took the pictures, they somehow the FBI, I don't know what, how they kind of connected, but they found out he had pictures. So they came, and his pictures are now in some museum because he was there, you know. And then he was there at the Oswald prison transfer and caught I mean, Jack Ruby shooting him, and then he was there at the Warren I Commission. Mean, Jim, Jim does look like one of those people. Uh, Jim? Like he's, you know, he, Jim, he knows you're on some watch on. lists now, yeah. buddy. But it was just really interesting to know, uh, like, that was just the way he told it was just part of his day. He just kind of like, yeah, I wanted to go check it out. So he just kind of strolled down there like everyone else. And he's like, I brought my camera because I like to take pictures. And he showed the picture. I was like, oh, man, that's really creepy. The it's- closest I ever gave him something like that was I watched everything up until the last lap of the race that killed Dale Earnhardt. I was doing a show. Uh, I was in a, running tech for a uh, uh, murder mystery, an Agatha Christie murder mystery uh, for a theater uh, down southwest Houston at the Jewish Community Center. And so the other guy, Techie, with me, he was a racing fan, so we had a little TV up there. That's awesome. We're watching it, and it's coming around the final lap. He's like, oh, yeah, Earnhardt's going to win, and we turned it off because the show was over. And I got home. I lived pretty much across the street from the theater. I went home, oh, and wow. I turned on the news, and it was like the crash. As we were turning off the TV, the crash was happening. It's pretty surreal. And that was, you know, so that's my brush with Dale Earnhardt. It's... But Jim Walker? Well, that's what I, I find mm. amazing is when people have those memories, especially like the one of the memories that don't really seem to mean anything. Like, where were you when, when OJ was acquitted? And like people remember that, like watching the watching. The, I don't remember the acquittal, but I remember the, the, the chase because my mom called me from New Mexico. Turn on the TV. It's, it's like 9-11. Everyone, I think, for the most part, remembers where they were on 9-11. I was driving my son to school. He, went, he was going to HSPVA. And we lived in spring, so I had to drive him. No bus would you take know, him. You know OJ's on Twitter now, right? Oh, Lord. you got to check it out. If you no, have a good no. I, I won't give him. I, I won't Close waste any Twitter brain cells on him. I won't. There's just some people I can't. He's one. Mike Tyson's another. You know, people treat him as like some comedic movie figure, but it's like he's a convicted rapist. But he served his time. He's still a convicted rapist. He's so not a, he, He's not to be. I don't know if OJ served his time. Humanized right. and made fun of and. You know, in the Hangover movies, I just don't get it. There are too many times Mike Tyson's shown up as a as a comedy figure where he's cheered when he walks on. It's like the dude raped someone. I told you about the interview I listened to him of, and like one of the most bizarre psychological things I never even thought of. He stopped working out because he said that he realized the more he works out, the angry he gets. And he's trying to not... Tyson? Yeah. It's he's, called steroids, my he's friend. He's trying not to be angry It's anymore. called roid so rage. He only does cardio. Because uh, Joe, Joe Rogan was like, I, I he's care still punch not. in the bag. He's like, I haven't punched the bag in 20 years outside of a promotion thing. I care not what Mike Tyson does or will ever do. I just, in any show or movie that puts well, him he on, owns, loses he, my he, respect. He's starting up a marijuana ranch. That's awesome. And I, I realized now if you run that business, that, that has to be the most confu- like the most frustrating place to work. Because I bet you they have a policy, like you say you're the welcome clerk to the ranch. It's like, a, you know, one of those... It's like a, a motel kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't be high. 
but everyone else there is high. So imagine trying oh, it's to... it's like being the designated yeah, driver. trying to, like, herd the cats there, and you're like, sir, no, this is where the bathroom is well, over Well, it here. depends if you partake or not. I don't mind being the designated driver because except for pretty much once a year around my birthday when I get blottoed, I don't drink. You well, know, I guess I'm bartenders go something similar to it. So I don't mind being the designated driver. However, if I was a heavy drinker or even a recovering alcoholic, I would have a severe problem with it. I don't partake of marijuana, so I wouldn't mind I being the guy imagine. at a, you, you know, the, the 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 welcoming committee. But if I were, well, imagine being customer service, and you're like, sir, how much have you had to uh, tote? Oh, I would day? love that. I love being the only I'm sober looking, guy in a room full of drunk people because I'm for the that's where you get story ideas. I take a notebook and I write down, you know, character quirks and foibles. And, and turn them into stories. Sounds like you need to talk to your wife about that. <laughs> One day I'll write a character about a woman who literally gets lost in her own driveway. She yeah. doesn't know how to get out of it. I love her with all my heart. I truly do. But that's <laughs> that's a quirk. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, important things. safety tip. Read. If you get stuff from the Harris County Toll Road Authority, open it and read it and address the issue or they will get you. That's pretty funny. We're going to take a quick break here on Dick and Skippy in the mornings. When we come back, we're going to talk about community news, and especially since it's Friday, what's going on around town for the weekend. Yeah. And uh, special na- announcements for Montgomery County and Conrad. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. Cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpoint Coffee. Beanpoint Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com see our complete list of special events. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question, comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. What can the Better Living for Texans program do for you? You can learn how to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables, choose foods that are relatively inexpensive and good to eat, make your food dollars last longer, prepare quick, nutritious meals, help your children learn how to eat healthier snacks, and much more. Our program is committed to helping people like you improve your health through providing research-based nutrition education in a friendly, cost-free, and relaxed environment. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. 
Does your company have needs that can be met by an employee who is dependable, hardworking, enthusiastic, motivated, cooperative, respectful, and punctual? Conroe Independent School District at Special Education Department can meet your needs by connecting you with potential employees that have been preparing for a lifetime of employment. We have numerous individuals seeking paid and unpaid work experiences. If your company is interested in seeing how we can meet your business needs, call Conroe ISD Special Education Department to find the best employees for you at 936-709-7671. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and Internet Radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Are you interested in learning more about preparing quick, healthy, and safe meals for your family? Would you like to spend time with others learning tips and tricks, along with practicing and tasting nutritious food? If so, the On the Road to Healthy Living Mobile Cooking School is for you. Call Amy Ressler at Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service at 936-539-7825 to find a class near you or volunteer to host a class. All right, welcome back to Dick and Skippy in the morning. It's broadcasting live from downtown Conroe, Texas. On Lone Star Community Radio, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. This is Labor Day weekend coming your way. So we're going to have a little discussion about what's going on around town and in special news and reports happening in the Montgomery County area. Probably one of the biggest ones affecting local businesses here is the new laws are coming into effect next month. And one of those laws was the Beer to Go law. Beer Southern, to Go. Yeah, Southern Star Brewery is having a Beer to Go event hap- happening on September 1st at Southern Star Brewery so on Sunday starting from noon to 6 p.m. Describe to me um, this beer to, beer to Go milieu. So apparently, depending on how much your output of beer was at a brewery, you were labeled a certain type of class. And if you brewed lower than X amount... You could sell beer at on location, like in cans, like in growlers. I, I go to the brewery. Uh, they give me a little sample. I can grab a six pack. You can grab a six pack. But uh, brewers that were in the middle where they can, they served a lot, like can-wise, they, sell, they sold, they brewed a lot, like the big vats. They couldn't sell to-go beer on site. So that affected like uh, places like uh, – Southern Star, and then I think Carbach Brewery, and like the bigger breweries around town. Well, we got Silver Eagle, and we got Bush, and Budweiser. Well, and so. then that's why B-52s here in Conroe could, because they only brewed so much a month or but a year. But you couldn't get a six-pack of Bud. 
At now, the Bud Brewery. At the, yeah, so uh, now you can. And uh, what's funny is one of the owners and a, a team bowls with us on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to them uh, last night about how excited they are, and the one of the owners was like, yeah, it's going to be interesting because we've never done this before, even though we make so much beer. It's like, but we don't sell it on because we don't know how much to keep in stock. Because if you go, if you've ever been to the brewery, it's really neat, but it doesn't look like a place where you go buy beer. It looks like a place where you drink it. If I may, opine, I, yeah, it makes sense. If if I may, thinking about the Texas legislature, what's on their table, what they pass, what they hold off for another two years. Because remember, the legislature in Texas only meets every years. other year. Yeah, I want that gig. What is the shout out to Will Metcalf? Can I have your gig? <laughs> You're right. Because it sounds like you only work once every two years. What was the I'm just kidding. political benefit to this? I mean, who was was anyone suffering? Was what was the need uh, to? I think pass what it this? was was there was the conspiracy theory that the bigger breweries were trying to prevent local breweries from making more money, and what's what's happening a lot How? because they couldn't sell beer on on site. You're saying the smaller breweries can now you had to brew a certain amount. So basically. It, let's put it. Oh, let's put oh, it in this category. A, Say there's if small. If I'm too small, if you're too small, you can do whatever. You can do it. You can sell it on on site if you're too small. So basically, it was limiting those. If those, I sold ten cases a year, I could sell them whenever I wanted yeah. on site. If I brewed a thousand cases yeah, a year, I, oh, okay. So that, okay, the, that makes so sense. the smaller breweries got together. When I say smaller, I mean like the Southern Stars. Gotcha. And they're not small. In numbers wise, but mm-hmm. they're small compared to like Budweiser, InBev. Oh well, yeah. And so the argument was these larger, larger InBev people were restricting the growth of a local market, and that was kind of like the the talk. And so now they got together. The smaller the smaller breweries mm-hmm. got together. The mid size. Yeah, they they go. Hey, can we can we change the way we classify this? Okay, stuff? I see that. So, I mean, I could go either way on that one if I was a, a judge or or well, a the, legislator well, because. You want to reward success. So it's yeah. like, well, if you – here's I, – I come down on both sides, really, because I can see the – Well, think about uh, think breweries. About, think about B-52s. They have that lower classification allowing them to sell beer on, on location, right? Mm-hmm. But say HEB comes to them and is like, hey, guys, we want to buy your beer. We need 10 million crates. And they're like, well, if we do that, we lose our license because we have to renew our license for this other classification. And if we do okay. that, we literally have to change our whole model here. Mm-hmm. And so they probably they probably every year were like, we got to find that line. We can't, we can't break that line. But now it's like, oh. We, we can be successful, we can, not too successful. Yeah, exactly. And that's where I'm saying, so I appreciate this law going to effect because I don't think success should be punished in any way, no. shape, or form. But – Competition is good to have a bar set. Hey, if you yeah. sell this much a year, then you get even, you, you know, you get triple A status. So I can I can come down on both sides, but now at least I don't think it was a waste of time. When you were first talking about it, I thought, my God, legislature, what did not get passed this year? The, you know, the non-beer related things. But oh, no, this brass one's okay. Knuckles. I can go buy brass knuckles now. Dude. You know that? Did you know that? Well... Was it the concept of the metal knuckle in general or the fact that it was brass? I mean, if I went out and bought titanium I think it was, knuckles. I, I think it was just the design. like the Something to pro- something designed to protect your knuckles. Yeah, I guess. I, I, don't, know, I, don't, know, I don't know, like, the actual rule. Well, it's like having... I just know gas stations are going to have a special corner for gloves. you. And you can buy brass knuckles. 
Okay, again, so, so that's one where I have to say, was there a... A beard to go. Was there a brass knuckle injustice final, in the world that predicated the need to no, my, pass this no, law? My, my theory was we passed switchblades uh, like three years ago, four years ago in the last deal. I think the company makes them in Texas now. They're like, oh, we want to add another thing to make. Let's make brass knuckles. I kind of gave up, sort of, and I'm being half tongue-in-cheek, on the Texas legislature. I, re- I was alive the year that they had a session. We're in the same session... They passed the mandatory seatbelt law saying because, you know, there is no personal choice. You must, although a seatbelt pretty much only saves you, no one else. But the same session, if memory serves correctly, they repealed the mandatory motorcycle helmet law saying it was a personal choice. Well, I think I think with the brass knuckle deal, so I did not what, get that. what I can see happening was there was a movement on when it first went into law, like you couldn't have brass knuckles because of fear of safety for police because you can conceal brass knuckles pretty easily and it was they're probably ran into a big issue with it with gangs and things when people oh, back fu- in, back in the day and yeah so now all it takes is you know a couple people hitting cops with brass knuckles and they'll be illegal again like because i remember the switchblade deal was controversial because switchblades were so easy to conceal and they were so easy to get a knife out but then again like no one's gonna be like i would like to know if with under that brass knuckle law because you know i was taught i was a scrapper when i was a kid and i was taught to, to try and even out the fight, carry a roll of quarters. Of, well, my or hands pennies. Were too, yeah, my hand were too my hands were too small for quarters. So yeah. pennies or dimes, does that count? I mean, because it's on the inside, no, but think, it does enhance the impact. Let's move on of a, of a uh, punch. So beer to go event having at Southern Star Brewery this weekend, I believe, on Sunday it starts at noon, goes all the way to six p.m. Uh, basically, what they're doing is they're celebrating the beer to go law, and what they're doing is they're making uh, black crack verticals and tequila aged triple triple. I don't know any of these kind of beers, but they make special beers uh, to bring your growlers. Uh, they are going to sell four packs, six packs, twelve packs of these special Southern Star Brewery beers. Uh, there you go. I don't know the growler thing kind of grosses me out a little bit, but uh, that's happening. Uh, another thing happening I want to remind folks is next week is the last first thursday concert i know that sounds kind of confusing of the year of right? the year so basically or of the season because i think conroe and the cda partner up on the first thursday of every month and they do conroe market days and then they have a live band over at heritage place uh this is the last thursday concert of the year they're doing uh the journey cover band escape or escape tribute band journey. tribute band they were rained out last year so i'm really excited about going to them this th- uh next thursday coming up september 5th i believe it is so it's going to start around four o'clock for the market and then it's going to go all the way to 9 p.m with the band well back so, in 1983 journey was one of the very few concerts i've ever attended in my life and so i would like to come see escape play and kind of i because i have a, a method of comparison Okay. Yeah, I saw Journey with Steve Perry, and now I can watch. Now, oh, that's a question. Are these guys Journey tribute to, to uh, because they have know, to like have the same sound questions, too? Like, oh, is he base, is the lead singer basing himself on Steve Perry or one of the Steve Perry replacements? I think he's basing himself off of Journey. Ah, but it's so like there you go. if you have a Van Halen tribute band, the lead singer does he model himself after David Lee Roth or uh, Sammy Hagar or the uh, the other guy? I don't know. I don't know. Care that much anymore. These are important tribute so bands. I just want to give a shout out to those guys going on around town. If you have an event you want us to promote, just reach out to us, Dick and Skippy at gmail.com. Dick and Skippy at gmail.com. Another event happening that we want to remind folks is uh, we had the folks in this week from the Stephen Siller Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Mm-hmm. They're having their inaugural uh, golf fundraiser for this uh, Tunnel to Towers. 
happening on October 21st. Right now, they're looking for sponsors. And uh, this event's going on October 21st at the Bentwater Yacht and Country Club. And uh, they have a shotgun start, barbecue. I think what he was saying is $150 a person, but then they have special discounts for teens and veterans slash uh, first responders. So I believe I said that right. Was it veterans too or veterans yeah. excluded? Okay, cool. Uh, looking at where you got a contact, you can just visit, uh, just look up Tunnel and Towers Foundation. I think it's tunnel number two towers. Yeah, the numeral two uh, towers. Two towers dot org. And then there's a section about uh, Montgomery County because this is a national uh, fund, uh, foundation. So this is a special deal going on here in Montgomery County. Now, so, next weekend, the Owen Theater is starting up with Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia, yeah. Uh, they, they got that pulled a, up right here. Look at that. Fancy you. Tonight at Stageworks, open Steel Magnolias. And in a couple of weeks, September 14th, Saturday, September 14th, Woodlands Arts in the Park, Shakespeare in the Park, along with the Woodland Symphony Orchestra and Upstage Theater presents Macbeth. Shakespeare, it's free. Hold on, say that again. Macbeth. Slow down when you say Macbeth. you just went from Mamma Mia to Macbeth. So first well, off, I also put in Mamma Mia is happening at the Owen, Owen Theater, Theater starting next September Friday. September 4th or whatever. It's it the 6th. 6th, uh-huh. Okay, so tickets are available, or dot com dot com. All right, and then Stageworks Theater. That's another tonight, different theater. Different theater is is tonight. Man. They're opening up Steel Magnolias. Go to Stageworks Houston. Is that the one where the lady in these orange shoes? Yeah, it was in the movie. It That's was, all I remember. It's like I need orange. She's like, why is this lady crying about orange? Shoes? This one was really young. I didn't understand. What yeah, your being daughter diabetic just was. died. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know what diabetic was. God, you're so, cold. Well, no, look, I, that made orange shoes really important in my diet. I was like, apparently, I need it. <laughs> Better, Anita Bryant, you were right. And then a third theatrical event on September 14th uh, at the Woodlands at uh, Rob Fleming Park will be. Where's the, that? It is on Creekside Forest between Gosling and Kirkendall. So if you take if, if you're in the woodlands, you start taking Gosling South. Okay. At the south side of the woodlands, there's a Rob Fleming Park. Yeah, Rob, tomorrow or tonight? Uh, no, September 14th. Oh, was, now you're talking about another thing. Man, yes, a third thing, and this is Macbeth going on. Uh, I'm That's directing what you're doing. it. Yeah, I'm directing it. It's a wonderful production. I might go to that. It's good. Yeah, the Woodland Symphony will be providing music. Uh, I'm setting it in a dystopian future, oh, so what? it's way different than what you usually see with Shakespeare, and you'll get it. If you've never seen Shakespeare before, you'll get this show. Oh, I wanted to ask you this. Yes. So I was reading an article about the way golf, the officials are changing the way fans can interact. So apparently they just... They shouldn't. Well, they just now, not now, like today, but like recently they allow folks to bring their phones onto the course. No. So they're talking about, you know, is that increasing more interest from people or was it hurting the game, blah, blah, blah. So I was thinking of you being a theater person and thinking of patrons. Where do you see the future of a patron going when you're going to go see plays? Do you think they're going to allow phones? Do you think they're going to change up where they they allow people to cheer, you know, during the play? Because I know I kind of like... Well, there's a difference between... Laughing, crying, and cheering, the, and responding. Yeah, because, like, you're not supposed to talk until the end, right? In a play, yeah, but if it's a comedy, you can laugh. Okay. If it's a drama, you can cry. Aww. Now, if it's a melodrama... Have you ever you ever been in a play where the lady just breaks, or a man breaks down during the play? Oh, yes. Like, just... <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, at Stageworks, oh, there, man, that'd there, be there's so these funny. season ticket holders. It's an old married couple, and he's deaf, and she's loud. And they come to every 
every performance they'll come to one night of it and they sit in the second row you know where they are and so the actors say it's, what? it's a, what he say he said this and you just got to deal with it as an actor the play-by-play yeah the, you just got to deal with it they do it you, you got to respect them for their patronage of the arts but yeah uh Theater will never allow cell phones in. Uh, you know, you have seasoned professionals stopping shows to chastise people who, who do that. I don't think you should ever stop a show. Yeah. But you can respond to stuff. You, you know, in a melodrama, you can cheer the villain and hiss the villain and throw popcorn. Uh, in a regular musical or a re- regular play or musical, you know, you can respond. You applaud accordingly, but you don't talk. And same thing in movies. You know that you can gasp and cheer in a movie but you don't talk during it. So there's a difference between bringing a cell phone and selfieing everything or, or recording the production. And the interaction is very limited. Yeah. I should say, I don't think you should interact with a golf game. You're supposed to observe it. It's not a team sport. You just it's let not a people what to event. do and what to I do. do with their choices. I do. Yeah. Good thing that, you're that's not, a, good that's thing, how I roll. Good thing you're not in charge. Another not thing I got, I wanted to, I think I forwarded this to you. Uh, and this is something that's interesting to me because we always have this conversation about assisted living homes uh, and senior living where it'd be awesome to live there because of all the services that they offer. Like, can I go there? Like, I'm pretty sure if I won the lottery or if I had some, I, I inherited a, a large sum of money, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to take it easy for the rest of my life. I'm going to live at a senior facility because... It depends on the one. I guess that's true. But uh, some so I like got this deal. Homes. So I got this deal. Apparently, the uh, Conroe Whispering Pines Senior Living announces new ownership. So I was like, oh, yeah, okay. they're like doing a whole bunch of upgrades. So, and well, listen to this. Like, so this is what I'm thinking. Like, this is why people pay money to live at these places. So there, are, there's additional amenities for residents, including a health and wellness room, library, stocked fishing pond, dining room, large lounge, beauty salon, barbershop, and uh, of course they're they're redoing all the grounds, so like the grass and everything, and a covered pavilion. And so I was thinking to myself, like, as long as they, what do you call it, turn down service? Mm-hmm. Is that the fancy yeah, word? Yeah, turn down service. Put the mint on the pillow. Yeah, like if that, if that, I'm sold. And I was thinking about that. And what, what would you think would, would get you? Because this also includes like daily meals, and you have mm-hmm. options. So it's something, something about if you want to be independent, you can live in cabins. And I'm thinking, come on, like, well, here's the is thing: it, are these too good to be true? No, because and, you got to put it in perspective. Because I always feel like there's always these dark stories about senior living, but then there's always bright stories. You know what I'm talking about? Like, how do you how do you tell? Um, with severe oversight. Now, bearing in mind that there are some senior living facilities local that in 10 months I will be eligible to be a resident oh, of. Oh, so we're we'll, we'll here at Conroe's Whispering Pines, senior living. Well, we can, uh, now, here's the thing. I went to Whispering see. Pines once. You've been there? Yeah, a couple, few located? years ago before my, my dad passed, uh, when he and my mom lived in Dallas, and he came down to visit me, and they were thinking about moving down t- to near me. And before they eventually decided, decided to rent a house, they were going to look at a senior, active senior living place. Um, and so we went to several, and some just oh, it's over out in country. were glorified nursing homes. That's cool. Yeah, you got Whispering Pines, which we went there. We went to the conservatory, which literally had a five-star, oh, sorry, four-star restaurant there with two meals a day. Now, it was insanely expensive there. They have a person to spread to you? worth it. Huh? Is a person there to spritz you? Yes. Like any spritz? Yes. It was basically for the small apartment, it was 5000 a month, but you got everything you wanted. Ever. They even had a movie cinema in it. It was it was really awesome. In your apartment? No, in the in the building. Uh, but we did Whispering Pines was there, and I'm, I'm really excited that they are doing all these upgrades and enhancements. I'm, I'm presuming they're going to have like a new open house when they're all done with it. 
Um, because this is unfortunately my future. <laughs> Soon enough, sooner or later, I would presume I'll have to go. And I don't, well, but I don't want to be in an old funny. person's home. I want to be I in was, a place that's exciting. Uh, you know, uh, so if Connor Whispering Pines is listening right now, I'm going to tell him something that's pretty cool. I, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the Joe Rogan podcasts. You and, are. And he had John Carmack in. Carmack, sorry. He's a. Uh, Carmax? He, Carmack. He is Carmax, the, where you buy the cars for something cheap? Something like that. Okay. But no, no, no X. It's C-A-R-M-A-C-K. Uh, <laughs> well, he's one of the original uh, developers of Quake and Doom ID software. Like, he's one of the originals. Doom? Like, the original, the original Doom, Doom? The video game. Yeah. But now he's working on Oculus, which is that VR Put deal. on the goggles. And... and he was talking about the applications and stuff, and this is why I'm tying this into uh, Winter Spring Pines Senior Living Center or whatever. Whispering uh, Pines. Whispering Pines, sorry. <laughs> and... What was interesting was he was going down the lines of he believes in the future for entertainment and uh, application purposes, people aren't going to want to spend, you know, the 10 grand on a home theater where you can spend, you know, $500 for the goggles and recreate that entertainment. There will always be people who want to spend 10 grand on a home theater, but hand but in for hand people with who want to go with it. And because he was talking about, uh, because they have different versions of the Oculus. There's like the mobile version, which is like the Netflix. Like you can watch things. It's not meant for games. And then they have ones that are meant for games or interactive. But the, this guy's actually, I didn't realize how, how influential this guy was in the, basically in creating uh, video games and also basically any type of study of AI and things like that. Because mm-hmm. this dude's a huge nerd. And he the, he was talking about the way he, the reason he likes the Oculus is because he believes in the future, that's the way we're going to teach the next next level of engineering and things. So instead yeah, of makes reading, sense. instead of reading a book, you're going to have your hands on like with the motor and things like that. You can go into the motor and see the motor and take apart cars or, you know, what do you call it, the Mars helicopter? Yeah, uh, man, I want to I want to check that out. But no, I think uh, especially for uh, imagine being like imagine living in a senior living center and that's your that's your escape. You're like, oh, I'm gonna go watch a movie, and everyone puts on goggles. <laughs> what do you think? You think that's do? You think that's actually believable in yeah. the future? Yeah, but it won't replace. I remember, every time there's a new technology, it's like, oh, once the synthesizer came out, that'll be the death of the guitar. No, it didn't. I remember when uh, electronic, uh, I mean, automatic radio stations happened, where you know they'd have the robot arms put the tapes in and mm-hmm. stuff. That's the death of the DJ. No, it, it yeah. isn't. You, you know, this is the death of the Woody. combustion engine. Okay. So it'll it'll go hand in hand, and well, this is the uh, next level. That was a shout out to the Conroe's Whispering Pine Senior Living Center. They, Let uh, us know when you're done, and when you have an open house, we'll we'll get what's there. What's the bowling thing over there? What's the situation on that upgrade? The bowling? They have they had a bowling alley. I'm all over it. Yeah, you're like 30 years behind me, or so, 20. You're only about all, 20 years I, behind speaking me. Speaking of bowling, I bowled my first 600 series yesterday. Well, now explain to me what a 600 so series is. So in league play, you play three games, okay. and so I, my total pin count was over 600. So that means like either each game I did 200, 200, 200, or... And that's good, right? That's pretty, I mean, that's the best I've ever done. Awesome. So 300 is the max. I was going to say, I could have... So 900 is a perfect. I could have a 32 series, and it would be good for me. I'm just letting you know it's, it was a, a nice touching moment because this marks the beginning or the first year anniversary I started bowling. Was this one of those motions that if it was the end of the movie, you guys would be going for the hug and jumping up and down, and then it would slowly start no, slowing down? No, because I didn't realize I got a 600 series until my good friend Alan pointed it out because <laughs> I was doing really bad at the end, and I was like, oh, man, I, I mean, I, 
I thought I did all right. And then he's like, hey, man, you got 600, like a six, I think I got like a 617 or something like that. And he's like, look, congratulations, man. And I was like, oh, I did do that. Well, cool. Well, good. Congratulations, so, Mr. Yeah. 600 Bowler. So I'm, I'm, I'm moving on up. Well, cool. Maybe go pro next year. I don't know. There you go. I don't know. Well, speaking of going pro, it's 10.03. Why don't we take a break and come back and yeah. open up the phone lines? For sure. Uh, 832. No, uh, hold on. 936-228-9368. 936-228-9368. If you want to call Dick and Skippy. When we come back, you can call. Open line Don't Friday. call right now because I'm setting it up. Yeah. Don't bother me right now. I'll, I'll deny that phone call real fast. <laughs> now they want to call. And, and feel free to text us, too. See you then. If you can't call. And message us on Facebook. We'll be right back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpong Coffee. Beanpong Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpongcoffee.com see our complete list of special events. Second Saturday Divorce Workshop provides unbiased information to help you understand your options and move forward with your life. This divorce workshop is for you if you are contemplating divorce, in the process of divorce, already filed for divorce, or post-divorce. You will explore the emotional, legal, and financial aspects of divorce from professionals who have guided others through divorce. For more information on this divorce workshop, contact SecondSaturdayWoodlands.com or call 832-375-0900. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. I certainly don't act like a 54-year-old. That's for darn sure. It's 10.07 on the dot here in Dick and Skippy in the mornings at Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1 on your Conroe FM dial. Streaming on Facebook Live on our IR Lone Star app and at IRLoneStar.com. And that's uh, IR Lone Star app is the Lone Star Internet Radio app. Check it out. Uh, phone lines are open now. 
936-228-9368. Open line Friday. Talk about stuff we have talked about or not. Inject yourself into the conversation. Let me check the Facebook comments, too. I got to see. Right. Now, one thing I got so excited about, the uh, the theatrical stuff, don't forget tomorrow is that skydiving event for uh, Green Zone Housing. I'm kind of confused on that event because I know Mark's come in several times talking about it, but, like, is that not an odd way to fundraise? This is the same guy who allowed himself to be tased now, well, for money. Because I think what – well, I, I get that because it's personal for him, but one thing, too – to remind folks what I realized after reading more about it, it's similar to when you see restaurants that do a thing where it's like if you come in on a Wednesday, 10% of the bill goes to, you know, some mm-hmm. some charity or something. Because I know the Buffalo Wild Wings here in Conroe does that a lot. Uh, but it, that's what it is. You don't have to sign up for the specific person. No, if you're going, if you're going to this place anyway, part of your Whether money, you were going to anyways yeah. or not. Um, I, think, the I think that's where Houston I Houston skydiving I location will do that. Plus, um, you can also sponsor a jumper. You know, I, I would pay money to see Mark Cook jump out of an airplane, and some people may pay I, to I like my include idea. a parachute. Well, I like my idea is you pay that guy off, and for just, I go, hey, for like five seconds, pretend <laughs> you didn't work. And just I just, Longest five seconds of your think life, Think about that. Man. Think about how much drops while you're dropping. You're like, oh, man, this is it. <laughs> Oh, man, that's funny. That's cold, man. So, yeah, that that's happening tomorrow, too. So all this information, uh, we listen to our previous uh, episodes. We podcast them or just scroll up through our Facebook page, and you can each video is up there, or you can um, hit IRLoneStar.com. But definitely uh, we, we post links to the stuff we talk about. So it's going to yeah. be a fun-filled weekend. I'm shooting a couple of football games this weekend yeah. uh, as football a side starts. Gig. The yeah. Houston Cougars over there are playing the Oklahoma Sooners on Sunday. There you go. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and we got some local teams going on, too. Game tonight, game tomorrow night. I'm uh, For side gig, I'll be a cameraman for one of those games. I have no idea where to point the camera. I'll just kind of keep it on the on the ball and hope for the best. Yeah. At least it's not a golf thing. I think one of the hardest jobs in the universe has got to be the cameraman that's got to follow the golf ball. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would lose that thing every single time. There's no way I could keep up with it. So yeah. I'll be doing that. Got some rehearsals going on, some work I really don't like football. I'm it's not that I don't like it so much. I was kidding. I'm ambivalent towards it. You don't have to. I'm ambivalent. I think one of the greatest things about football is the way the NFL is organized and how they were able to achieve what they achieved. I mean, imagine getting your stadium paid for by the taxpayers. Well, like, it did me, not help it for decades. That is the coolest thing ever. Like, you know, that guy walked away from that beer, that lady did. And she's like, yeah, just what, did that. What did not help them is that for many decades, they were a nonprofit organization. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's amazing to me that they got away yeah. with that stuff. And you know what? Who hey, do I got a kiss to get that gig? People love football. I know, yep. I know college football is even scarier. So mm-hmm. I can't imagine the under the table dealings with that. Cause like you're trying to recruit. I mean, that's, that's got to be such a cutthroat job. To Has be there a been more fallouts with the guy who quit? What was his name? What are you talking about? The, the, the football player who decided to walk away from the... No. no. Because I, I know Twitter kind of blew up briefly about it. Battle lines were drawn. I think what's going to happen is for the rest of the season for those Colts, the Indianapolis Colts, is that like if they're doing poorly, they're going to blame it on him. And then if they're doing better, they're going to be like, why do we need him? That and, makes a lot I, of sense. I think if he's a smart guy, I would not do anything in the public eye for quite a bit. Like and like we said, the conspiracy theories. His dad is the commissioner of the XFL, which I think goes live in 2020. So there's a that's the conspiracy theory. But I don't think he'll. 
come back and play football until his wife's like, you got to get a job. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Or hopefully he put enough in the bank. Now we got uh, well, listener he, Jay saying we should start a conversation about something. Unfortunately, my phone won't let me read the whole comment he left. But if he wants to talk about something, give us a call. Uh, Jay, 936-628-9368. I think we need to have a conversation about the newly formed Montgomery County Behavioral Health and Suicide Awareness Task Force. What a name. Task Force. Oh, I think I talked about that last week on um, Woodland on Air, where I think they've doubled the money. Wait a second. You you do something else besides Dick and Skipping the Mornings? I got to pay the bills somehow, my friend. All right, so don't ever mention it again. You're right. Well, it's in the afternoon. What, What were you on? (laughs) <laughs> the the other place. I didn't know they had that. I mean, I think that's. Uh, I think. I mean, what a name though. That's not. I mean, maybe. Well, yeah, acronyms are, are someone's friend. We all love TLAs, three letter acronyms. Um, they can get it down, but with the I don't want to say the recent spate because they're always they're been consistently through the years. Unfortunately, mass shootings or situations where mental health has become kind of a linchpin to a too many incidents it's been ignored for the longest time or or you know whether it be suicide where it only took a special after school episode of something to to bring it to the forefront to get rid of the stigma of it and and same thing with all uh, so many mental illnesses or, or or situations like that so much money and resources must be thrown into this and i'd like to hear more about it i don't have any of the statistics if memory serves i thought they were like doubling the amount or they were putting no they were putting it into conroe isd schools they were doubling the amount of behavioral science centers i'm remembering now in conroe isd which i think is essential because you have students who are already under so much pressure i mean i thought i was under pressure when i was in school in england these kids nowadays having to deal with stuff that we just didn't really have to uh, we, we didn't need metal detectors in our schools. We didn't need, you know, teacher ransom insurance or, or whatever. Uh, so they are going through so much more. And I think mental health issues are the crux of it. That's how you can prevent, mitigate, and preempt a lot of situations. So kudos to CISD for that, if I'm remembering it correctly. But if there are more aspects of that you want to talk about, do give us a call. We'll have the phone lines open for a little bit longer. I should probably get my the phone. Yeah, make sure no one's been trying to call us. It happens all the time. Yeah. Uh, Have we been missing calls? No. Okay. I don't think so. Just checking. I have been giving out the right phone number, right? 936-228-9368, a.k.a. ZenBatWent. Dial ZenBatWent and give us a call. Yeah. Yeah, you you can even change your voice again, Dennis, if you want to. I like it. That was great. (laughs) Am I hearing a dog outside? No, it's a door. No, oh, okay. Relax. Sound like a relax. Sound like a dog. But uh, anything else you want to talk about? Well, if if you want to talk about it, just like in call in, and then. Uh... Well, speaking of old age, uh, we talked about that the the other day, and I'm only raising it because it's continued. Um, the oh great, here we go. The exactly language and mental lapses of Joe Biden. I, I'm feeling for the guy. I'm not happy at this by this situation, but. We talked about it last week, and yet even more has happened. You know, okay, so I, I, I want to point on that. But one thing I was thinking about, yeah, you know how we talk about the media's obsession with uh, creating that, basically the the market for reporting on the president twenty four seven because Donald Trump's really created that atmosphere where it's like, yeah. we always got to talk about him, we always got to do all these things. Mm-hmm. So uh, remember that theory we were talking about it's after he leaves the office that void will still be there in the media's department. 
And I feel like for the first six months after the next president comes, they're going to put the same procedures on him or her. And then it's like... I think lip service will be paid to it. Oh, we got to show that we're fair and balanced. I, mean, so we're no, I, do no, I think they're going to be they're going to figure that out after because everyone's been doing it for four years. Like they're that's the way they've been operating. Mm-hmm. There and will then, be mass layoffs in the media world. Well, I'm when, not. I'm not talking <laughs> about. I'm just saying the way they've been doing it. Yeah. I think it's going to be fun when they when people are going to be like, oh, we can't treat him this way. And this is whether or not there's a new or Republican her. president or Democrat. Yeah, him or her, Democrat, Independent. Republican doesn't matter. I just think once That's it's what they, not like if Trump, I was if I was going to be running for office now, I would just be like, you know what? Let's go full propaganda and do a reality show. Like just follow me. Like campaign thing? Well, just everything. Like if you're if the reporters and everything are going to be up my butt about everything, like might as well just go go ahead and be like, just get a camera. Here's my crew and like here we go. Yeah, they're filming. Big deal. Let's make a deal. My issue with that much like the, the big it, brother and stuff it's that everybody cannot be on 24 7 you're gonna say something you're gonna wake I'm up on. wrong you're gonna belch I'm old 600 series i'm on are you on i'm on all the time true this so, is true yeah you're at a new level there but, but no one can be expected to live the paragon version version of yourself 24 7 I just don't see that happening. And people will latch well, on to all you got to do is wake if up you're wrong, destined say the for wrong that thing. position, you can do it. Yeah, if you, all you got to do is say the wrong thing, tell the wrong joke, yawn at the wrong moment, and all of a no, sudden, you learn. It, look at Howard Dean. Well, all he did was go, woo! Well, and you do that you do and he simple lost the thing. presidential uh, campaign. You do that simple thing where you'd be like, oh, you're going to have to refer to my wife for everything because I don't speak well. So she can do everything. There you go. And that, so what will end up happening is we'll create a official position that's a hermit and they'll never come out and they'll only send out pieces of paper yeah, well, i like, can't do that because my wife will be in jail for all of her traffic oh, yeah. related offenses and then it, and then it <laughs> thanks be, honey i can't oh, run for office thing, anymore that old thing <laughs> what the, the, those uh those uh toll, toll violations what would be great is you get pulled over in her car, but it, like, yeah, you know, well, no, and then, and then you get arrested. I like, can get pulled over in my car because both are under my name, yeah. so it's under. So that's the thing. That's how it gets you. They're both registered to me, so. so that's why I was telling her, honey, you really need to take care of this because I'm the one who's going to get. So are you trying needs. to say? Are you trying to say Joe should give Conroe Whispering Pines Senior Living Center a call? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be awful. But uh, actually, if you can afford a place like that, would be. I mean, no, no, seriously. Places like Whispering Pines or the Conservatory in the Woodlands, uh, they are catered to, you know, people who work hard for their money. They deserve a retirement. Just because you're old doesn't mean you need to go on the old folks. I want to have them in the studio so I can ask, like, what's the under black market kind of stuff? Yeah, it's like there's their uh, uh, contraband pudding yeah, going like, on. Well, because like, it's Is one there of those, a bingo racket happening? Well, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, no one can smoke cigarettes anymore. And like, don't tell my mom that. Well, yeah, we talked about that. I think I believe we talked about that. It's like you're on your way out. Let them do what they want. Right. So that's the thing. I, I, I'm more qual- quality of life over life. No, I prefer life. But if I had, I'll take my Metamucil and I'm a drag of the cigarette. Ex- exactly. I'm balancing it out, guy. My mother is on oxygen and she smokes cigarettes never at the same time. But she she it knows out. of the explosive possibilities of that, but. I lost that battle a long time ago, and I realized that's what makes her happy. There you go. And she's fully aware of, you know, what it's doing to her, so there you go. If I was told I had six months left to live, uh, every meal would be based on lobster and Rice Krispie treats. Well, uh, 
the election stuff's kicking off locally. I know that. People are announcing. Yeah, especially up? Woodlands Township. That's one. A state legislature. Is the Woodlands Township a paid position? Yeah. It is? Yeah. Is it like a part-time thing? Kind of yeah, like? yeah, it's a part-time gig. Okay, so you don't get paid like. Well, well, a lot of people, you know, like congressmen too need to maintain, or mayors have to maintain. Sometimes Another you're just job. not paid enough, yeah. Especially if you do a lot of travel back and forth. What do you do, sir? Like, oh, my side job? Oh, I own a robot brothel. Okay. (laughs) We haven't talked about robot brothels in a while. Well, I mean, Houston kicked them out, man. Yeah. So there's that. A bunch of wet blankets. (laughs) Like, why would you? You're you're talking about AI here, folks. They're going to take over. We might as well make them happen. No, they're Windows-based. They'll just crash. They'll get the blue screen of death sooner or later. That's pretty funny. Well, it's funny that they're making uh, Matrix 4. Mm-hmm. With all the same actors, you're like, well, we're gonna go from. You're kind of told a weird story. As long as they don't make it a prequel, I have no idea. Just, just embrace the fact that the last ten minutes of the last movie was beyond stupid. And it's like with the, with the Terminator, they're just pretending that from three on. The trailer came happened. out for that. Have you seen it? Yes. Good. Well, yes. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, I need some Sarah Connor. She needs to Sarah be like in every. She needs to be like in every movie. Well, that was the problem with, you know, to kill her off in the third movie, that was the dumbest move they could have made. Linda Hamilton made it. And that's why uh, the TV show, they even had uh, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. I think that was the first actress that when she fought people, if I remember besides Sigourney Weaver, like, I felt like, oh, she could really beat these people up. The second movie, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I Terminator like she could, Two. She could first one, she was nineteen, and you know what's going on in my world. But then you saw that that, uh, and same thing I mean, with she was, Alien and Alien. She was doing push up, pull ups on a bed, in her little padded cell. So you know she's pumped. She's ready. She was, she was ready to flirt with me is what she was ready to do. And when she, I, I'll never forget when she put that needle in the Clorox or whatever. Uh-huh. I always wonder. I was like. Is that stuff bad for you? <laughs> Apparently it is. Yeah, let's so uh, I learned that one. Bleaching your teeth is not what you think it is. So, uh, but no, I'm really excited about that movie just because at least James Cameron's involved in the sense of he probably got a phone call about it. Is he directing it? No, he's not directing it, is he? Are you okay? Uh, are you looking no, at but there was a car accident that just happened just outside our studio just oh, now. Dude. Well, is it a bumper? Know, yeah, a little fender bender. Some guy's pulling out and I think scrapped into someone driving by. Well... Let's. Oh, I can get. Let me see if I can get the cameras on it. No, get, that's okay. <laughs> let's watch them. No, but I recognize I wondered, the guys. So. I saw a person get pulled over right in front of the studio, and I, I kind of wondered, like, how do you get pulled over besides getting your license plate scanned, like in here? Because you're only going ten miles an hour. So many people everywhere, so you can't really run the, re- the stop signs. So I was wondering. I always, all you got to do is, you, you, you know, if your registration's expired, there you go. Well, I know that. That's all I got that. pulled over here, but that was because I told you about that. We did that on the air. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so watch out. Downtown Connor is busy, apparently. Yeah. My favorite is if you go down Main Street, and for some reason we have ra- raised curbs here on mm-hmm. Main Street. On the other curbs, not really too much. Mm-hmm. So you can always see where the bumpers are pushed in. And you're like, ooh, they're going to come out and see their car. Oof. And then, yeah, I'm the guy that I can never gauge when I'm pulling into those high. Yeah, be careful. Even in the parking lot, the little, you how know. Many, how many phone calls do you think the city of Conroe gets? Rectang- oh, you guys need to get rid of that. Well, I'm not a fan of those things in parking lots with the little cement you know, one by fours because I invariably pull over too far and my, my front yeah. bumper will go, uh, and then I pull back and it'll try to pull off my front Be bumper careful. thing. Yeah, I'm just not good with that. That's pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, okay. Well, you gonna, you going to go see any movies this weekend? 
Well, we're going to finish off 11 22 63. Yeah, you, got that, you got that tonight. I got that. We'll be doing that over the weekend. And I think, no, I'm going to be more stage related. I want to go see Steel Magnolias at Stageworks. Yeah. I'll be having uh, rehearsals for my show, Macbeth, on Saturday. And on Sunday, I have a rehearsal in another show I'm acting in down at another theater called Company on Stage. It's a little uh, uh, playwright festival. Okay. And I get to play a janitor, a magical janitor. You look like one of those magical people. I do indeed. All right. And I also get to get rip-roaring drunk halfway through it. Little do they know I'm a method actor. Well, uh, I guess we're going to be signing out. Okay, well. We're ready to go. We, we wanna, appreciate uh, the, com- uh, the comments on Facebook. Next time, you know, if you, get, if you, if you can reach Jay's the phone. Com- I think Jay's coming in. Give us a uh, Is he sign, signing yeah. up for us? Great. We, we love the guests. We, we, oh, Jay said they're not paid. The township board people. I, th- I could have sworn they were. I mean, knowing those guys, they want to get paid. Knowing them, they're all corrupt. Everyone is. <laughs> everyone knows if you got. No, voted I on, can't say corrupt. that because there there are some board members or people running for the board that I, uh, I like. Everyone who no. everyone's corrupt. No. Especially in the woodland, something's going on there with the homeless population. I always want to know where they go. They go in. They, go they to don't Conroe. come out. They don't come. They don't go when they go in. They don't come out. We ship them to Conroe. Is that Solvent Green? Solvent so, Green. Soylent Green. Soylent Green. That's a real deal in the woodlands out here. <laughs> it's a real deal. No, it's the uh, the most dangerous game. It's where we we put them in the in the forest, and rich hunters go out with with guns and 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 hunt them. It's Did a you, book, the most dangerous game. Know, Look it up. It's also a movie. Yeah, nineteen thirty eight. I think it was. Mm-hmm. So Hard Target, the John Claude Van Damme movie, was yeah, a same, variation. Same, same I love that movie. That was my introduction to John Woo, and I love that movie so hard. It was I great. mean, he's a good... Yeah, John Woo is pretty fantastic. Uh, he's a wonderful... Well, I was trying to describe to Mrs. Skippy the other day. I know we were about to sign off, but we uh, about the different Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. The first one was Brian De Palma, and it showed. The second one was John Woo, and boy, it showed. The third one was J.J. Uh, Abrams, and it showed. And I, I like The fourth that. one was Brad Beard, or Bra- Bra- Brad Beard. Yeah, huh So that showed. Yes, it did. <laughs> Anyhow, 1025 on the dot. We're going to get the heck out of here and yeah. enjoy our Friday. We hope you do, too. Please, please, please do not drink and drive this weekend. If you know me uh, and you think you've had one yeah, too many, that's right. give me a call. You shouldn't drink and drive anytime. so right. this but isn't a special announcement. If you're a Foss, if you're a friend of Skippy, and you feel you've had too much to drink, give me a call that I can all come get you. I please will do, do that. it. Please do that. Uh, also, want to remind folks, next week, right now, as it stands, we have a guest on next Friday we're really excited about. So if you want to be a guest on, on Thomas said something else, on Dick and Skippy in the mornings, uh, we got Monday and Wednesday open. So just reach out to us, dickandskippy at gmail.com. Uh, we'll get you booked. But on next Friday, we're going to have musicians in the studio. Woo! Uh, just to give a shout-out to Amy and me, it's A-M-Y-N, me. Uh, it's a duo. They're actually playing at the Corner Pub this weekend. So mm-hmm. check them out if you want to listen to this, some good music. And they're going to be on the air with us next Friday. So uh, stay tuned for that. But again, Monday and Wednesday, the, we'll be here Labor Day, right? Yeah. Let's make sure we. Uh, yeah, let's make get sure our story uh, straight. We will be here on Monday, so you got no reason not to tune into yeah. us. Whether you're on the road or at home, or even if you got locked into your office, tune in to Dick and Skippy in the mornings on Monday. All right, guys. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in. Time.